my message is small seeds make big trees. Small seeds make big trees. So this is Jesus teaching Matthew 13, verse 31. He presented another parable to them saying, the kingdom of heaven, in other words, the way God operates, the way God does things, is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field. And this is smaller, everybody say smaller, smaller than all other seeds, but when it is full grown, it is larger. Say larger. From smaller to larger. than the garden plants, and it becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. I just want to take a couple of minutes this morning and I want to talk about the power of small things, the power of small seeds. I want to talk about the idea that big doors swing on small hinges, that small seeds can create big trees. That's what Jesus is teaching us here. A few years back, I, I read an article by Seth Godin, who is a, a kind of a thought leader and um, and a guy that I admire his way of thinking and looking at life. And, and he wrote this blog called Small is the New Big. Eventually it became a book for him, actually. But in this blog, he was talking about this idea that Southwest Airlines is small, but it's turning a profit. JetBlue Airline at that time, small, but making a profit, while at that time, American Airlines enormous but losing money every single day small is the new big he was talking about the idea that craigslist had 18 employees but it was the fourth most visited site on the internet while ebay had 8,000 employees and that's a lot of mouths to feed that's a lot of health insurance to take care of and so, really, Craigslist, with just 18 employees doing something that absolutely incredible, taking 8,000 employees from eBay. So, let me give you a couple ideas and just kind of have us think in the way that Jesus thinks about life. Number one is simply this idea. Small seeds create big trees. Big trees come from small seeds. Uh, in, in the kingdom of God, in the way that God works, and the truth is in the way that life works, God starts with small to create big. We are Westerners. We are American. We like it big from the beginning. But if we could get this idea that the small seed of today creates the big tree of tomorrow. So for both good and bad, small things end up creating big things. Uh, in, a, in our basement, we have a, um, a little workout room in our basement that we hang clothes on uh, stuff. No, we actually, we use it. Uh, but uh, one day, we're down there, and all of a sudden, notice water leaking from the ceiling in our workout room. And uh, come to find out, pipe going out of our air conditioner busted a little bitty 
hole from some pressure and water was just pouring out of this thing. A small little hole was creating a big problem for us. And what I want to say is that if we could learn that small things done well can become good big things. But small things done poorly or small things not done at all can eventually become a lot of negative in our life. Jim Rohn used to say, if an apple a day can keep the doctor away, what if that's true? Because it certainly would be a better way to live to eat an apple every day than to eat cookies every day. Come on. I'm preaching that. I don't know if I live it, but I'm preaching it because I know it's true. And he said, he said, what if an apple a day keeps the doctor away? What if that's really true? That's not hard to do. But he said, most of us, we, we realize we probably should be eating an apple a day. So Saturday night, we eat seven apples trying to play catch up. And how many of you know that's not going to work? Matter of fact, you're probably going to clean things out the next day. That's what I hear could happen. <laughs> uh, if you do a few push-ups every day, eventually, you're going to start to look like this. I mean, come on. That's right. All right, somebody take a picture while I'm sucking my stomach in. And then... But if you, if you skip doing those few push-ups every day, it's going to make you look like you don't want to look. If you just read your Bible every day, just take 15 minutes, read your Bible every day. Do it tomorrow. Matter of fact, do it today. Do it tomorrow. Do it the next day. Do it the next day. I went to Bible college, and the truth is, Everything that I really know about the Bible comes from getting up every day and just reading my Bible for 30 minutes every day. And if you just read it every day, spend a little bit of time in prayer every day, if you, if you were to just take, just start where you are, the little seed, take 15 minutes to read your Bible, take 15 minutes to pray, and then do it one day, do it the next day, do it the next day, do it the next day, I think you're going to find yourself in a brand new place, right? Amen. Small seeds make big trees. Here's what I've discovered. If, if you miss church once, it's a little bit easier to miss it the next time. So then it's easy to say, I'll just watch it online. And then it's a little bit easier to miss it again and again and again. And all of a sudden, you get disconnected. You get disconnected from what God's saying. You get disconnected from that sense of being in the presence of God together when we worship. You get disconnected from an atmosphere that's full of faith and love and joy. It just can, it can start to work against you. But if you, if you just make it a habit in your life, to show, it's, not, it's a non-negotiable for me. I'm going to show up every Sunday, and I'm just going to get fed every Sunday. You're going to start growing. 
You're going to start getting connected. Men, if you just pay attention, period, if you just pay attention to some small things, you watch your marriage flourish. If you just said one, if you just said, I'm going to do the dishes today. I know some of the guys are just staring straight ahead. Like, Lord, please don't let her hear this. The, the, way, the way to have a, any kind of healthy relationship, it's not the big things. It's just looking after the small things on a regular basis. And I think the, the power, the beauty of, of all this is, this is what God says. God says, God starts small, and we all want to start big. We want to make up lost time with something big. But I want to encourage you to get small, but think big, right? Amen. The second idea uh, that I want to give you is, uh, is this idea. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. And in other words, the way you do small things is ultimately going to be the way you do big things. If you're faithful in a small thing, you'll more than likely be faithful in a big thing. But if you're unfaithful in a small thing, you're more than likely going to be unfaithful in a big thing. So uh, here's how Jesus... Uh, taught us this in Luke chapter 16. He says, verse 10, he was faithful in a very little thing as faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. Therefore, if you've not been faithful in the use of unrighteous wealth, who will entrust the true riches to you? And if you've not been faithful in the use of that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? I think every person could benefit by buying into these three areas of faithfulness. They lead to success. Faithful in the small thing. Faithful in the little thing. Faithful in the little opportunity. Faithful in very little things. And then the Bible says... Jesus taught that if you're faithful in your finances, that you're going to actually get the true riches. This is an interesting idea to me, that God looks at the way we handle our finances to decide what he releases in terms of true riches to our life. And I've discovered this. If God can get it through you, God will get it to you. But if God sees that it won't get through you, then he starts looking for somebody else to get it to. And you always want to live your life under the hand of the blessing of God. And then Jesus teaches us that we got to be faithful in, in the things that belong to another. So if we can learn how to support somebody else's thing, that's when God can give us our thing. So the truth is, you may work at a place that it would be easy to pick apart, that it's not perfect, but if you will be faithful to fulfill the vision and the mission of where you work, watch God work for promotion for you. 
If you, could be, if you could be faithful in your church, God can give you your ministry, right? That, that's what, that's because eventually what you discover is that none of it is your thing. <laughs> We're all serving a stewardship of leadership that comes from God. But you learn those lessons when you submit to a mission, submission, and you submit to a vision and you, and you watch God goes, now they can be trusted to do things that they may not even agree with necessarily, but they bought into sub, submitting to the vision. Now I can give a vision to them because they'll obey me. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. So here's what I've discovered. Uh, people who are late are almost always late. People who are early are almost always early. People who are neat are almost always neat. I could probably tell a whole lot about your whole life if I walk out into the parking lot and take a look in your car. Come on, if there's Coke cans and McDonald wrappers and... Snickers bar wrappers and just junk all over. I pretty much bet that's the rest of your life is like that. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to do it today. After church, I'm going out in the parking lot. I'm going to do, do an inspection on a few cars. <laughs> all the people that have neat cars say, come on, man. Check out my car. Dependable people are usually always dependable. If they can be dependable with a little bitty thing, if they can, if they can show up on time, if they can take responsibility, you can tell all the people who have employees because they're loving this. I found that people who complain are always complaining. You know, it's too cold, it's too hot, I got a headache, my back hurts, Asheville is yick. And all that may be true, but you don't have to post it on Facebook. Hello? Come on. And I've also found that happy people are almost always finding reasons to be happy. God, and I'm saying this, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want you to feel condemned about any of this. I want you to get it. Because if, if you can't work on your own soul and learn how to be happy, then there is nothing that will happen in life that will actually make you happy. Because there may be, yeah, thank you, there may be, there may be a few things that work right for you, but there's always going to be something for you to be bummed out about. So you, you make, choose to be happy, choose to be full of joy, and watch what happens in your life. Because the way you do anything, the way you do everything. Amen. Uh, third idea is this, don't despise your small seed. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10 says, 
Don't despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. God, God says, look, they're giving it a go. They're, they're just giving it a try. The day of small things. Because the way you handle the day of small things is ultimately going to be the way you'll handle the day of big things. As we've been talking a lot about this year, our church is 30 years old, but it started as this little bitty seed. I mean, like little bitty. Suzette and I had this dream of a church that would be full of worship and full of life and would lift people and be full of love and be full of joy, a church kind of like this one. And uh, this was the dream. But we just had this little bitty seed of an idea that there could be a church like this. And so we had three people, Suzette and my oldest daughter, Tori, who was 15 months old at the time, barely walking. She's doing okay now with the walking. She's got it. And, uh, you know, 500 bucks. That's it. No, no band, no equipment, no smoke. If only we'd have had smoke at the beginning. Who knows? This thing could have rocketed forward. And, uh, and I, I remember, uh, I remember when we first started, it was just so small. It was so barely there. And the truth is, you know, when you first start a church, it, it's, it's kind of like it's a granola church, right? Fruits, nuts, and flakes. That's, that's who shows up. Now, I got to say, exception to that is Beverly Kirkley, who was here for our very first service at the Days Inn, right here. So, I wondered about you for a while, but you passed the test. 30 years in, you passed the test. But the truth is, I'll be honest, I mean, there were times that I thought, are we, is this going to work? Is this gonna, are we going to make it? But we just kept showing up, and we just kept trying to handle that little bitty thing to the best of our ability. And what I want to say to you is, don't despise the seed of a dream. And even if you start going after it and it feels small, just keep going after it. Don't despise the seed of your little small opportunity. You got to start with the small that's in your hand. Now, I think people are looking for big opportunities, but you really need to start with small responsibilities. The, the, the tree of tomorrow, it really looks like a seed in your hand today. And I think a lot of people are looking for the big opportunity. But I want to encourage you to look for the small responsibility. Because responsibility taken leads you to opportunity. It's, it's that first step to say, I'm not just looking for an opportunity. I'm looking for something that I could be responsible for. Uh, 
at work, if you'll, be, if you'll take a hold of small responsibilities, watch your promotions grow. In almost every arena of life, if you take hold of a small responsibility instead of just looking for your big opportunity, amazing things could happen. Jesus, I'll put it another way, Mark 17, the verse 20, he says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, in other words, you don't need this enormous faith, you just need some faith. Like just, maybe this church will work. Maybe, maybe this business will happen. Just lean a little bit in. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it'll move. And nothing will be impossible to you. I wish you'd meditate on that scripture. Because what I, what I see is this. Small moves mountains. Small acts of faithfulness repeated over and over can move a mountain. Small choices of integrity when nobody else is looking will move a mountain. Small acts of kindness repeated over and over and over will build great relationships in your world. Small diligence to that little thing that you've been offered an opportunity for is going to move the mountain. Small moves mountains. And then the last idea that I want to give you uh, is this. The purpose of a full-grown tree is to provide branches for others to nest in. So that's what Jesus is teaching. The seed that's... So small, the mustard seed planted in your field will grow into a larger tree that the birds of the air can nest in the branches of. So I want us to, to get this idea that God has put into the nature of trees what he's put into the nature of mankind. In other words, God is a God who blesses God is a God who causes things to flourish. God causes trees to grow. So God built into, into trees growth, expansion, fruitfulness. And God built into your life growth, expansion, and fruitfulness. But what we got to understand is that there's a purpose for our growth, for our expansion, for our blessing, for our fruitfulness. You could tell when somebody's reached maturity when they're not just concerned about their well-being, but they're starting to look to the well-being of others. Let me ask you a couple of questions. They're, they're a little bit hard. They're not intended to hurt, but to help. But honestly, why do you exist? 
Like, why are you on the planet? And why would God bless you if it just stops at you? Why? Why are you in this church? Let me ask it another way. What do you contribute? I know somebody thinking, oh, Pat, mad today. I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking. Because if I see this right, and I think I do, eventually, come on, man. You're five years in. You're 10 years in. You're 20 years in. Surely there's more to this than you coming to a meeting and having a happy moment and then head to the house. The goal would be that little seed of faith, little seed gets planted in you and you start to grow and there's some branches and Maybe, maybe you're leading a small group now. Somebody can nest in your branches. Hello? You know, maybe you're, maybe you're standing at the door loving on people like somebody stood at the door and loved on you. Maybe you're saying there's kids that who knows what they're going through every week, week after week, and you can make a difference in their life. I'll be here what I'm saying. The purpose of you being blessed, the purpose of you flourishing, the purpose of you growing is that somebody else can rest in the branches. Somebody say amen. Because listen, we are missing the mark entirely if we think this is all about having a happy moment. Right? Because... We're here to win people to Christ because they're going to spend eternity somewhere and we have to care about that, right? We're, we're, we're here to help people get healed and get whole. We're here to help people move forward and to turn into productive, reproducing Christians, not just church-attending people. Hello? Hello? point is for all of us you've been in it for a year two years five years ten years 20 years 30 years the point is to become a tree with branches to produce fruit that other people get to taste of father I thank you for every person in this room that you've placed small seeds of opportunity, of dreams, of resource, of talent into our hands. And I'm just praying that Holy Spirit, you'll show us where the seed of opportunity is, where the seed of responsibility that you're causing us to want to take hold of is. Father, our future can be great.
because the seed can grow into something enormous. So, Father, thank you for that. With every head bowed, every eye closed, maybe you're here today, you've never surrendered to Jesus to allow him to be the Lord of your life. And I would love to pray with you. Let's take that step. Maybe you're here today and you can look back to a day when you know you used to be close to the Lord and you're not where you want to be or where you could be or where you know you should be. And this would be a great day for you to come back home. Or maybe you're just in this room and you feel unsure, like not confident about where you stand with God. And my whole thing that I'm after in this moment is I just want to make sure every person that's in this room walks out today with this sense of strong confidence. My life is in the hands of an amazing God. And that all comes by surrender. So nobody's looking around, but I would love to pray with you. If you say, Pastor, would you pray with me? I want to surrender to Jesus, or I know I need to come back, or I just want to know for sure I'm right with God. Would you just lift your hand real high? all over this room and say, yes, God bless you. Yes, God bless you. Yes, God bless you. Come on, just lift your hand up real high. Just be honest. God bless you. Come on, God bless you. Thanks so much. Anybody else just says, that just wants to say yes. It's not a call, God bless you. It's not a call to get your act together. It's a call to surrender. God bless you. Thanks all over the room. Thank you so much. I want us to pray a prayer together. This is for everybody that lifted their hand, but I would love for us to all do this together. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I open my life to your love and to your Lordship. I need you. I want you in my world as my Lord. I know I've sinned. I've messed up. But I come to the cross where you paid the price for my forgiveness. Today is a fresh start and a new beginning for me. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord. Amen.